0: a a good singer. Uh, you wanna hear the video? (laughs) I do! What is this video called, for anyone who wants to look it up? This one, I've seen it more than once. This one's called... Lost cast singing behind the scenes. (laughs) They're just smiling so much, though. that Naveen?
1: Yeah. Oh, this
0: is I know. So- Naveen like keeps trying to harmonize with any laughs at himself.
1: This is so pure.
0: It just made me smile so much. It looks like they're all eating pistachios. I don't know what they're eating. <laughs> Jorge's girlfriend is the one taking the video.
1: Oh. Who is his girlfriend?
0: I don't know. I guess she just came to set. I don't know if she worked there. No, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. At one point, Terry's like, ooh, nice job, Josh. <laughs> like, oh. I don't even know what he did on the guitar.
1: Okay, I that just made me realize that like I I am drawn to John Locke. Like I I find him charming. Yeah. But I don't think that it's any like if John Locke were a real person, I think I would fucking hate him. But like Terry O'Quinn as John Locke, I
0: think makes it worth it. May I play you um the introduction to our actor spotlight?
1: Uh you may.
0: Guess who it is. I don't know. my glasses on. Oh, it's our boy! <laughs> the lyrics of this song are, I've been a bad daddy. <laughs> Did he write this? I guess. Oh, daddy. daddy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's our boy. I can't Sweetest wait to hear about Sweetest this. a the literal devil. <laughs> I couldn't find out too much about him online besides his credits and honestly, good for him. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have social media. He is not very public about his personal life. I might tweet a couple of YouTube videos of him. I support it. There's a quote that I liked. He said, so many people I've played and maybe it's because I bring it to it are kind of undefinable whether they're wearing the white hat or the black hat, whether they're good or bad. So, I think Lost is a good example of that.
1: I'm, like, not super familiar with the rest of his work, so. I mean, I guess that can be said about the show that you saw online. If he's no. a charming devil. No, he was bad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. He
0: was an agent of hell. <laughs> <laughs> he was born Terrence Quinn. And grew up in Newberry, Michigan. That's in the Upper Peninsula, and that's about five hours north of where I grew up. Oh. Newberry is designated the Moose Capital of Michigan. Hell yeah! I mean, what a dream. He's the seventh of 11 siblings in an Irish Catholic family. Stop. He went to Central Michigan University. That's about a two-hour drive from where I went to school. While in school, he wrote and directed a musical called Orchestrina and he cast his classmate Jeff Daniels in that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. In high school, you said? In no in university. In yeah, university. Central. Oh, okay. Jeff Daniels is a huge deal in Michigan. He's like our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> he changed his name from Quinn to O'Quinn because there was already a registered actor named Terrence Quinn. Mm. Famous actor <laughs> Terrence Quinn. <laughs> his breakthrough role was the lead in The Stepfather in nineteen eighty-seven where he plays a deranged serial killer who is obsessed with having an ideal family. So Terry became buddies with J.J. Abrams on Alias when he worked on Alias from 2002 to 2003. Okay. Uh, So that's why, as we previously discussed, J.J. called him up to be in Lost with no audition. Uh, Terry's quoted as saying, Lost was great. I'm glad I took it. I mean, I never doubted I would. I had to have a job. I had been unemployed for a good long while before J.J. called me. I was in Maryland at home when he called. He said, I've got a role for you if you're interested. And I said, I'm interested. Oh. And he said, well, it shoots in Hawaii. I said, I'll take it. And he said, well, it's about this. And I said, look, okay, go ahead and take your time and talk to me. But I'll tell you, I'll take it. Wow. <laughs> They're friends. Does
1: he, does he have a family, Terry Quinn. You know what?
0: Let me get to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He didn't have much faith in Lost either. Remember when Evangeline said it didn't oh, sound yeah. very good? He didn't think it sounded very good either. Hmm. Um. In an interview, when he was asked what the monster from Lost looks like, he replied, "It looks like a camera on a stick." <laughs> good one, Terry. Nice. He said he felt comfortable playing Locke because he's a bit like him. <laughs> Which bit, Terry? Ooh, <laughs> the knife throwing. He hosted an eight-episode documentary series called Mysteries of the Missing, which exposes the theories behind what happened on the fateful day of disappearances and what science can now tell us about these events. Wait, day of disappearances? So there's eight episodes. There's an episode about a vanished cargo ship. Oh my god, different disappearances. Yeah. There's an episode about the Bermuda Triangle. There's one about men who have escaped Alcatraz. Is there one about Roanoke? Yes.
1: Mm. Ooh! (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) wait
0: where can i watch that it was on like the science channel or something but it's on hulu oh i saw it. hell yes under trademarks on imdb some actors have (laughs) trademarks listed his page lists quiet reserved but charming manner soft soothing voice bald head and bold blue eyes i stand by that (laughs) so silly He's a percussionist in addition to singing and guitar Ugh. since high school. He's been balding since his early 20s, says IMDB. He actually learned knife throwing for Lost. Honestly, if you had to learn a whole new skill, you go off, this. You throw a knife in every yeah. episode. Never mind what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, he has two sons. He got divorced, like, in 2010 or 2012 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> So, is he single? (laughs) I don't know. Um, My last... He listens to the podcast. Here's her number. (laughs) The last thing I had was this weird... One of the trivia listed on IMDb. I don't know who submitted this or how they would know all of this information, but here's what it says. Although always friendly on set, he keeps private and mysterious habits apart from his younger lost co-stars... Who often get together for wild parties when not shooting? He keeps this enigmatic aura so they will regard him similarly to the way they regard his mysterious character Locke. So he doesn't party with them? <laughs> I guess not. Well, like who wrote that on doing Yeah, so
1: maybe he just doesn't like
0: that. <laughs> he <laughs> just doesn't want saying, to. I hated everyone on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's all we got on. Ter- there was like nine times that I'm on of, a man of mystery. on Evangeline. Yeah, well, she's a hot lady.
1: She's a hot lady, and also
0: like, she is just more media. public. Yeah. You got anything to chat about? Because I've got something else. Oh, I don't have anything to chat about. Hmm. Okay, so I started reading about um, the Once Upon a Time series, which is an ABC series that's like about. Fairy tales I've heard of it. And like backstories of all the fairy tale characters. And it's one of my favorite shows. Really? Yeah. Is it still going? No. No. I don't remember when it ended. Is it? It's good? Well, it's it's Disney, so it's cheesy. Okay. But get this. Okay. It's created by two lost writers, um, Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. Look at this screenshot. I mean, <clears throat> what? I'm drunk. <laughs> Look at this screenshot from their promo one year. This is Lost. (laughs) What the fuck? Wait. (laughs) They just stole, like, a Lost, and they were like, no, it's fairy tale characters. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, uh, from their time on Lost, the writers learned to look at the story in a different way, namely that, quote, character has to trump mythology. As people, you've got to see what the void in their heart or in their lives is to care about them. For us, this was as much about the character journeys and seeing what was ripped from them and coming to Storybrooke. So, like, it's the same. (laughs) Themes concerning family and motherhood were emphasized in contrast to the focus on fatherhood and lost. Kitsis and Horowitz sought to write strong female characters. So it was really weird that you brought this up this morning because I was going to talk about this anyway. Mm. You were talking about, like... Um, were there women writers? And, like, we're not sure if we agree with the way women are written on this yeah. show. Well, like, these two writers went on and basically created female focus lives Oh,
1: okay. Well, now... Wait, maybe that's the show. Maybe that's the show that you've seen and I haven't. It once upon next, a time.
0: Our next... Our next? Our next. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... I've forgotten how to speak in in the time between this episode and the last episode. Uh- <laughs> oh, Isn't that, is that so crazy? God, I love her. Once Upon a Time contains allusions to Lost. For example, many items found in the Lost series, such as Apollo candy bars, Oceanic Airlines, um, Aj- Ajira Airways, the TV series Expose, and McCutcheon Whiskey can be seen in Once Upon a Time. And then here are the... This is how I found it, because I was reading about Naveen Andrews today. Mm-hmm. Um here are people that are cast in both okay. universes. Emily Duravin, our Claire. She plays Belle. She plays Princess Belle. Of course. In Once Upon a Time. Lana Perea is in both. We haven't seen her yet. Who? In lost? Okay. <clears throat> I think it's Greta. I don't know. Naveen Andrews, who <gasps> plays Saeed. He pl- this, is, this is why I love Naveen Andrews, because he plays Jafar. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> no, he doesn't.
1: It's so great. Also, I didn't realize that that show was Disney. Car- I thought that it was like fairy tale, oh, ABC but it actually is the Disney. It's oh, got wow.
0: Elsa. It's got fucking Mulan. I don't even know. Um, he's in So the- it's like
1: the kingdom hearts of TV shows. <laughs> I guess.
0: He he was in the spinoff Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, which was a combination Wait, of Aladdin just far as in and Alice, Alice. Shut
1: the fuck up! I,
0: like my two favorite Disney movies, I'm obsessed with that show. It was so silly. It just
1: sounds like fan fiction. It is.
0: It's a very silly show. So does
1: it? And it doesn't take itself seriously. It's like it's self-aware I enough.
0: I I haven't watched enough episodes to determine how self-aware it is. Okay, I'm still I'm still in season one um I thought you loved this show well okay (laughs) I I had to go which one is it (laughs) I saw like 10 episodes when it came out and then I like went to college and I didn't have cable or something I don't know why I stopped watching it so then now this year I went back to the beginning oh okay um so I'm still on season one um Rebecca Mater, she plays Charlotte on Lost. We haven't seen her yet. She's okay. in Once Upon a Time. And then Zuleika Robinson in Lost, who we haven't seen yet. She's also in both. What's there's,
1: her character name in Lost? Do you know?
0: If I remember from the IMDb, I think it's Ilana Verdansky. I don't know. I don't know. You've seen the show. <laughs> so those are <laughs> the people that I know for sure are in both of these, but there's probably more. Okay. Well, that's everything from my end. Wow. Over to you. Okay. Uh,
1: This episode, episode 14 of season one, titled Special, uh, it's another Greg Utanis original. (laughs) What? I don't know why I said that. Uh, Premiered on January 19th, 2005. So that was a Wednesday. On that Saturday, guess who got married? Oh my gosh, Alicia Keys. Oh my God, I wish. No, Donald Trump and Melania... Trump. Oh, my
0: <laughs> <laughs> What if you knew her maiden name? That would be so crazy. You know. Uh,
1: yeah, true love um, was born that day. <laughs> Guess what happened that same day? Um, Former secretary... <laughs> I would be amazed if you guessed
0: this. Boulevard former- <laughs> well, of Broken Dreams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> former secretary to Richard Nixon, Rosemary Woods died mm-hmm. at a nursing home... Mm-hmm. home. In Ohio, in Ohio. Yeah, wow! I did, know that. <laughs> did you also know that in 1974 she claimed responsibility for the 18 and a half? Okay, <laughs> I need you to take this seriously. Have you ever had anyone in earnest tell you that you need to take things seriously? Yes. Have you met
0: me? I got that was all I got in trouble for in like school and at rehearsals was like giggling and talking to people. <laughs>
1: But, like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I just, I think getting scolded as an adult is really
0: funny. I've definitely been scolded <laughs> as an adult. I've been <laughs> scolded by peers and by superiors <laughs> as
1: an adult. I've been scolded by babies, dogs, <laughs> a horse. <laughs> um, she claimed responsibility for the 18 and a half gap lost in the audio tape uh, in Watergate saying that she, (laughs) she made a terrible mistake (laughs) that she was listening to that audio tape and then got a phone call. So she reached for the stop button, but then accidentally hit the record button. That happens all the
0: time. But
1: also like for this to work, because I don't, I don't know like the intricacies of this machine, but like for that to work, she would have also had to have her foot on a pedal that was like on the other side. So there's a picture of her on her Wikipedia page that's like her foot like demonstrating like her foot stretched all the way to the pedal and then like reaching all the way over here. Um, And so the media dubbed that the Rosemary stretch. (laughs) I will be putting a picture of the Rosemary stretch. We should demonstrate. <laughs> we should make a TikTok just <laughs> for the Rosemary stretch challenge.
0: Oh my god! Oh, look at her go. Look at her outfit. I know. <laughs> Hang on. This is what I'm being for Halloween in 2021.
1: Exactly. Can you imagine that being your legacy? <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Johnny Carson died the next day
0: in 2005 this yes. is where we are interesting yeah. i would have never been able to place that yeah same all right ready for
1: the movie
0: <laughs> i forgot about this i was like lost is a show mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> to impress a foxy divorcee <laughs> okay <laughs> ladies man nick offers to take her kids on an extended road trip unaware of the torture he's in for
0: is it, are we there yet <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, um, I've never seen it. It's Ice with Ice Cube, Cube. Mm-hmm.
1: Nia Long, Alicia Allen. Alicia Allen was from uh, School of Rock.
0: Oh, yes. She's one of the kids. Love
1: her. Um, This was Ice Cube's first PG-rated movie. What was he in? I don't know what he's in. I don't... Well, I mean Friday and, like, yeah. a bunch of other shit. Okay, that's
0: interesting. Um, it's
1: the third movie that Ice Cube and Nia Long were in huh. after Friday and Boys in the Hood. Um, Ice Cube said on Conan... That the film was originally intended to be an Adam Sandler movie.
0: When you said when you said the description, I started thinking about Adam Sandler movies. So I totally get. Oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That just sounds like that. Yeah, game.
1: I guess it sounds. I mean, I didn't know that. I I've never seen Are We There Yet, and I just assumed that it was like a family movie, um, like RV. What do you starring mean? Starring Robin Williams. It's rated PG. Um,
0: how is it not a family movie
1: well no 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 no. I mean like a family going on a trip oh. like I always assumed that he was the dad in that scenario oh um, I see what you're saying. but yeah I guess the the trying to impress a foxy divorcee <laughs> that screams Adam Sandler um cool are you ready to hear what the top song in the US was yeah do you have any guesses
0: Well, a song that I think I remember being out around this time was Glamorous by Fergie, Mm. Flossy Flossy. (laughs) I
1: I had completely forgotten
0: about that song. Keep playing it so I can guess the title. Let me love you. Yeah. What's the artist? Mario.
1: What the artist? What the artist? Oh, it's a Mario song. Okay. Um, when I when I saw the title, I just assumed that it was that song. That's like, let me love you. What was that? I don't know. I can't figure out what that song. But I think I think that song was much later. Cause okay. I I hold on.
0: You don't know any other lyrics? I would love to know. That. Let
1: me love you. <laughs> Can we Shazam? Me doing doing that. Okay, well, now my Wi-Fi's out, so we'll (laughs) never know. Are you ready for a little recap? I can't wait. Well, you don't have to. Our eyes open (gasps) shot of Michael. (laughs) When has anybody ever constructed a sentence like that? (laughs) All right, Michael, he's walking through the forest. He's calling for Walt. This reminded me that michael just shouting walt over and over again is like a running joke
0: that's i don't know weird. if
1: it's a, I'm, I'm sure i think it's a joke on the internet now but it was a joke between me and my friends i love that in high school um he passes charlie who asks him if he's seen claire's bag Michael asks if he's seen his son. Charlie asks again if he's seen Claire's bags. These are of
0: equal priority It was insane. For Charlie.
1: Charlie was like, where's Claire's bags? And Michael's like, have you seen my son? And Charlie's like, bags? <laughs> have you
0: seen the bags, though? Yeah. Priorities.
1: He then asks Jack, who says Walt took Vincent for a walk. Michael is, like, clearly frustrated. And he asks Jack, you listened to your old man when you were 10, right? And Jack says, maybe a little too well.
0: Yeah. Why is everyone always bringing up Jack's fucking dad? Yeah.
1: Hurley shows up and (laughs) and says, you dogs up for some golf? (laughs) Uh, Michael says, no, my kid is missing. And then he leaves to look for him. Hurley says he seems to hate being a dad. Yeah. Which, I mean,
0: he's saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. And by the way, where's the blazer? They're playing for deodorant. Where's yeah, the fucking where's blazer? The blazer? Who won that? Yeah, did we see who won the tournament? I don't remember, but. I want to see that blazer. I care more about the blazer than the island mystery now. <laughs> the smoke monster is wearing a blazer when we see him.
1: It's just a floating blazer. Um, Flashback. Michael is younger and we know this because he doesn't have a beard. He's with a pregnant girlfriend shopping for a cradle who we presume to be Walt's mother. The one that he has his eye on is too expensive, she says. Three months rent. He says to her that he's got some leads on some more construction work. She asks, what about your art? He says he's gonna take a break from his art while she's in law school. um, Then he'll go back to painting. So she's gonna be mommy. She's gonna be Mrs. Mommy.
0: Why do both pregnant women in this show have a boyfriend who's a painter? Oh. What's going on with that? Hmm.
1: I don't have an answer for that. (laughs) He says he wants to name the baby Walt after his father. We find out that they're not married because she doesn't want to marry him, and we don't find out why. We never find out why.
0: uh, One of them says because marriage is too prosaic, which is such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like... It's it's unromantic. It's so like basic, like we're too cool for marriage.
1: <laughs> uh, we cut to Locke, uh, Boone and
0: Walt. So and Boone's th- shirt. <laughs> and
1: Boone's new shirt. He's got a new shirt that
0: really was a scene stealer for yeah. me.
1: They're throwing knives at the tree. So Walt um Locke is coaching Walt on how to do that. Okay. I thought that the hatch was the number one priority.
0: Wait, yeah, what the... Because that's what Locke said, and then... Where did they go at the end of the last episode? To just stare at it some more? To knock on it? I don't know. (laughs) They freaking... Maybe they're hooking up.
1: (laughs) But, like, okay, if you're not going to be trying to find your secret hatch, like, why aren't you trying to get food?
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so funny. They're not doing either
1: one. They're just playing with knives God, with a 10-year-old suck. boy. <laughs> Fucking doyos. Locke tells him to see it in his mind's eye before he throws it. So Walt concentrates for a second, and then he hits it right on the mark. At that moment, Michael finds them, and he is P.O.'d. He tells Walt to go back to camp, uh, and then just totally lays into Locke. He points a knife at Locke's face. And Boone tackles him. Michael asks, are you his attack dog? And I have the same goddamn question. He's clearly brainwashed by Locke now. He's drone now. It's scary. Locke says, I know it's been difficult trying to bond with him. You know why he's formed an attachment to me? Because I treat him like an adult and you still treat him like a little boy. How did he think that that was going to go over well with Michael? How did he think that that was going to de-escalate the conflict? It's not, but he's... I mean, he is, but also like, I don't know. We'll we'll talk more about that relationship. Um, Locke says he's different. He says as long as we're here, Walt should be able to realize his potential.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Michael says, <laughs> Michael says, don't talk to me or my son ever again.
0: <laughs>
1: Flashback. We open mid conversation between Michael and Walt's mom. Michael is sitting on the floor with baby Walt, who is. So fucking cute. Oh, yes. That's a cute and good baby. <laughs> um, Walt's mom got offered a job in Amsterdam. She wants to break up, accept the offer, and then take Walt with her. He offers up counseling, and she says she already took the job. So this, she says this is a big opportunity for her. She's always wanted to do international law. Uh, when he says that he wants to keep Walt here, she says that he can't support him. Work has been slow for him because it's construction in the summer. So, Oh, yeah. It's construction in the winter. Like, did you get the sense from when he offered up counseling that that was something that she was trying? Like, I'm really trying to see things from her perspective because, like, she comes across so cold and so heartless in this episode. Oh, I really
0: liked her. (laughs) I
1: liked her, too, because I think the actress was really charming and, like, but, like, all the things that she is written to do are, like, I mean, we'll talk more about that, but like the way that, that they played the, the counseling thing, it sounded like she has been trying to get him to go to counseling and that, and that now he's like, well, well, okay, we'll go to counseling. okay. Um, I thought that was a, I don't know if that was a choice, but I liked it because it rang very true. Um, cut to present. Michael is watching Walt sleep. (laughs) Um, son approaches to check in on him. Is Michael living at the caves now?
0: Oh yeah, Walt asked if they could live there and then he stared at Son for a long time. Yeah, and then we so never I got have an answer. No idea where they're living.
1: Um he tells her that he tells her what Locke said, and so and and tells her that he missed his whole childhood. So my question is like I mean it's not it's more of a rhetorical question. How is he supposed to not treat him like a child when he like missed his whole childhood? Like the last time he yeah. saw him, he was two years old.
0: Well, yeah, that's the point that he makes, right? Yeah. Isn't what he was saying? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and I just posed it as an original thought well, that I had. No, I guess you elaborated on it because he he's saying like I don't want my kid to grow up here. Like he yeah. just needs to pause. But I took it the same way you did, which is that like I d- I only know him as a baby,
1: right? Um, we cut to Saeed, Shannon, and Jack. Saeed is... Sh- okay, this part totally went over my head. Said is showing them the three maps that he has <laughs> yeah. and how they somehow line up to make a triangle and that that triangle is maybe the transmitter.
0: The and fact then- that Shannon understands this and we don't
1: <laughs> is a real problem. <laughs> uh, Michael walks by and suggests that they build a raft. Said doesn't seem to think that's a good idea jack doesn't say anything about it
0: and shannon says that she gets seasick why did jack look at her like that when she said and i get seasick he looked at her like (laughs) it was so significant he looked at her the way that kate looked at him in the pilot when he asked for the vodka oh my god (laughs) like a significant look for no reason
1: oh also did you see that saeed and shannon have an inside joke now about the cartoon fish no. What like, at the think? beginning of that scene, uh, Said was explaining how, like, they, they like, tried to decipher the code and how none of it made sense. And Shannon said, except for the cartoon fish. And Said was like, yeah. And then Jack was like, what? And I they don't, don't explain know. it to him. They just, like, carry on. Are
0: you rooting for those two? Because... Yes. They're my two faves. I don't know, because, like... You know I've been uncomfortable since literally the beginning about everyone hitting on Shannon because they're all so much older yeah. than her. And I know Saeed didn't hit on her and, like, their relationship is probably the most healthy one she has. Yeah. Because she's so contentious with everybody else. But there is, like, a 14-year age gap there.
1: You know, honestly, I, I don't – I of the the couples – okay, so the couples that have been posed to us so far – We've got Jack and Kate, we've got Kate and Sawyer, we've got Charlie and Claire, we've got Shannon and Saeed. I think that Shannon and Saeed are, is, like, by far the healthiest of yeah. those.
0: Yeah because it happened naturally. All it the other ones naturally. were like so forced.
1: They don't like have expectations of each other yet. Yeah. They like no one they're not like trying to like get something out of the other one. Yeah, I mean
0: Said has morals. He has feelings, but his feelings are less toxic than yeah. I mean like Jack has a lot of feelings too, but Jack's feelings kind of come across as like yeah, Jack is also like really
1: possessive, and yeah. All right, thanks for thanks for discussing that. With me. <laughs> um, so Michael walks by, suggests that they build a raft. Um, Michael says he needs to get off this island. This episode did a really good job. I loved this episode. This episode did a really good job of introducing a need, and like, and like having that producer. character's need be like tied to their backstory yeah, and like okay. what they're doing currently on the island. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like other episodes have done that, but like this one is so clear to me. Okay. Um, we cut to Walt. He's reading a comic book in Spanish. Polar bear. There's a polar bear.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Michael approaches and says that he needs help. Walt says he's busy and Michael (laughs) says you're reading a comic book in Spanish and you don't even speak Spanish. Walt says that he likes the pictures. And so then we see Michael see a way to bond with his son Mm -hmm. um he takes the comic book and says come on i need your help so flashback michael's at a payphone he's talking to walt's mom and he wants to talk to walt she says no she's like he's a baby like that's that's what i mean about how like she's so cold and like unlikable
0: Cause like why wouldn't you I don't know. I was just rooting for her so much because she is a successful international lawyer. Yeah. But I see what you're saying.
1: Um then we hear her new boyfriend in the background. He's like, Who's that?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish it was the same audio of Australian Brian Brian yelling at Shannon <laughs> over oh the. Oh
1: my phone. god. His name is also Brian. Uh, He's the guy who tried to hire... or tried? (laughs) He's the guy who hired her. Um, Michael says he's coming to Amsterdam to get his son back. So he hangs up the phone, crosses the street, and then immediately gets hit by a car. Flashback. Nope. Cut to present. Uh, Kate stumbles upon Charlie. He's found Claire's stuff and he's looking for her diary. He says someone's taken it. Which is insane that someone would take a diary. Cut to Michael and – cut to Michael and Walt looking through rubble for stuff to build the raft with. Walt asks if he's being punished.
0: Literally me every summer vacation (laughs) whenever my mom asks me to do anything.
1: (laughs) Michael says, no, this is us taking our – taking control of our destiny. That sounds like kind of anti-Lock talk. Like him talking about destiny. Lock – to me, seems more like, like, it's my destiny to do this, but, like, the idea of destiny being something that you can control and manipulate is something that I don't think would align with Locke. Okay. I don't know. Just the word destiny popped out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate and Charlie walk up to Sawyer because obviously he took it, and I- I had that thought and yeah. then Sawyer said it. Um, but turns out he does have it. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um, if anything they've looked for so far, Sawyer's had besides the inhalers. Why does he have it? Like, I, why, do, why does he take everything? I think that he collects everything as a bargaining chip, like to get a kiss. And for example, like he thinks that worst case scenario, it'll never become of any use. And yeah. best case scenario, he can get something for it. God. Um, okay, so Sawyer
1: starts fucking with Charlie. He says that he read it and that, that she was talking shit about him or something. This is so high school. I know. She, and then he starts, like, fake reading from it. Um, Charlie picks a fight with him and then takes it. That was hot. <laughs> and then Sawyer punches him in the face. And then Charlie says, you hit, like, a ponce. And I had to look that away. up. What does it mean?
0: It's someone who's campy or effeminate.
1: Oh, okay. Kate asked Sawyer, and then we learned that he was pulling our leg. He didn't really read it. Cut to Walt and Michael still working on finding stuff for the raft. Boone and Locke walk by into the jungle. And- <laughs> Did you see?
0: I'm sorry. Do you see the grin on Boone's face? Like when, I don't know what their direction was, but when, when Walt spots them walking up into the clearing like Locke is just chewing on like eating something and Ian Summerhalter is like grinning and laughing and I was like they're just having a grand old time together. They have so
1: much fun together. Walt says he's gonna go get some water and then follows them. Boone and Locke walk by Shannon who okay this is what I really want to talk about. Boone and Locke walk by Shannon, who, and then Shannon asks Boone about the whole food situation. <laughs> he says, you've been a functioning bulimic since junior high. I thought you'd be happy to, like, blah, 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 blah. Are we supposed to be cheering for him? Are we supposed to be like, oh, good job, Boone. Like, way to let go of your earthly
0: attachments. I don't think so. After la- that, what? I think they're pointing out how, like... It is it is like he's been brainwashed. He's like a soldier of Locke now. He's God, got like a new personality. I
1: hope so. So now Shannon is on Team Raft and uh, <laughs> she asks for his help and he says no. So Walt catches up with them and Locke tells him, uh, your dad doesn't want us spending time together, which is to me... That sounds manipulative. That sounds like him turning him against his dad. That was the wrong thing to say. So Michael walks in and he's pissed off again. Locke tells him that he was just giving Walt this pen to give to him (laughs) to help him build the raft. How was that supposed to help build the raft?
0: I don't know, drawing up plans or something?
1: Oh, maybe. Uh, Michael says, if I catch you with my son again, I will kill you. That's
0: too much. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. First, no, you won't. But also, like, I get it. Like, that... Imagine the repercussions of one of these people killing another one. Okay,
1: but also, like, imagine telling this creepy old man who won't stop talking to your son time and time again. Like, stop giving him knives. Stop, like, bringing him into the forest to have, like, one-on-one time with him. I would... I don't think that telling that man that you're going to kill him is an overreaction oh okay no i mean i mean i think that like it maybe wasn't logical but i think it's totally warranted okay um but needless to say it's awkward for everyone walt calls his dad a jerk and then he says where were you my whole life you only showed up after my mom died you're not my father Uh, And then Walt throws his comic book into the fire. Another example of Michael doing something that maybe wasn't the best call, but like, I get it. Um, Flashback to Michael in the hospital room. He's drawing a picture of a guy in casts. The nurse compliments him. He says that it's for his son, who's turning two next month. She suggests that he writes a joke on it. And then she offers the following joke. What's black, white, and red all over? A penguin with a sunburn. Walt's mom shows up at the hospital. We learn her name is Susan and that it's been about two months since the accident. She apologizes for their conversation on the payphone. Walt is still in Amsterdam. He's like, he's like, where's Walt? Like, why did she go all the way to... I mean, I understand why because of what she wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. But like, that must suck. Like, imagine living across the world from your son Mm -hmm. and then the guardian of that kid shows up the hope that you would feel that you get to see your son and then her being like oh no he's still in amsterdam what the fuck um michael tells her that he's going to need a year of physical therapy she then says that she's covering all of his medical costs she says she and brian are getting married and that they're moving to italy at the end of the month Brian wants to adopt Walt. Michael's like, fuck no. And then she says, consider what's best for Walt. Present day, Hurley tells Michael that Walt took Vincent and went off for a walk in the jungle. Um, Michael says he knows where he is. He finds Locke and Boone in the forest. He demands to know where Walt is. Locke says he told Walt that he can't be around him anymore out of respect for Michael, so no one knows where Walt is. Locke says, let's go find your boy. <laughs> Charlie and Kate walk back to the cave. He says he barely knew Claire, but every day she's gone, he's crumbling. (laughs) Wow. Mm. She says he should keep her stuff safe until she gets back, which is reassuring. And then I wrote, he's going to read that fucking diary.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, wow. Which I, I don't think that that's that bad. The way I ended up feeling about it at the end was that, I would have read it because I thought she was dead. I mean, yeah, I know that the actress is in more episodes, but in that situation, I would not have been holding out hope for her to be alive. So I would have read it. I would have read a dead woman's diary. If
1: someone goes missing, you commonly will read their diary to like figure out. I mean, in this like event, like, or... she was clearly kidnapped by, like, a crazy person, so it's not like she would wrote be... about that. Um, but, like, also, I, I mean, the reason why he was reading it, I think, was because he wanted to figure out what she was saying about him. Yeah, and he and, stumbled upon something useful. Yeah. But I don't think that that is that toxic. Like, it's not the same as, like, reading someone who you're dating's diary to see if, like, you have anything to be jealous of. Yeah. Which is what I think Jack would do. We cut to Walt and Vincent walking in the jungle. Vincent starts barking at something and then he gets loose and starts chasing it. And then Walt runs after him. Flashback to Walt on the floor in his house in Australia. We don't know how he got to Australia from Italy.
0: Yeah, we've got Amsterdam, Italy, and Australia. Yeah. Like, she and Brian are extremely rich and successful. Yeah. Like, good for them.
1: Um, He's doing homework. Susan and Brian... I wrote Susan and Brian and Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the Australian... The, th- the three of them are talking. Shannon's way Brian. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, are talking. And then she suddenly doesn't feel well. Then a bird hits the window, and Brian looks over at Walt like Walt killed it.
0: I want to know how long weird shit's been going on for Brian to be like, must have been Walt. Yeah. (laughs) What else has happened up to this point?
1: (laughs) Cut to present, Walt is calling after Vincent. Um, We're unclear of what, but something scary is about to happen. (laughs) Flashback, Brian shows up at Michael's door. He introduces himself and he says he needs to talk to him. Susan died yesterday. Apparently she had a blood disorder and was only sick for a week. Walt is back home with his nanny. Again, this is the second time that someone's come all the way to Michael's house and then doesn't bring Walt.
0: Yeah.
1: sucks. Brian says Susan wanted Michael to have custody of Walt. Brian doesn't want to be a father. So we find out that like Susan was telling Brian and Michael both very different things yeah that like brian wanted to adopt michael or well when really brian just wanted to adopt michael where am i oh brian gives him an envelope that has a round trip sydney to la ticket to go get him um michael punches him and then is like you're the only father that he knows like how dare you abandon him Brian says it's not just that. There's something about him. When he's around, things happen. He's different. Wait, isn't that what Locke says? Yeah, that's the other thing. This episode is titled Special, but I don't think that they I think it's it's in reference to Walt being special. Yeah. But they don't they don't use that word to describe him. Yeah. They use different. So we cut to Michael and Locke in the jungle. They find Vincent's leash, and then they hear Walt calling for help. They follow the direction of the call, and then we get a flashback. Um, Michael shows up at Walt's house in Australia and meets Walt's nanny. Where's Brian? She gives him a box and says it's something that she thinks Walt should have. Michael looks inside and sees that it's full of little papers, but we don't see what's in it yet. Walt gets home from school. Michael walks down a long hallway to get to him. Cut to present, Walt is trapped in uh, in that patch of trees that yeah, Kate that was in girl. and then that Shannon and Boone. Um, And there's a CGI polar bear that's attacking oh, him. Oh, look dreadful. <laughs>
0: 2005. Flashback.
1: <laughs> Michael meets Walt, and it's about as awkward as you'd expect. Uh, Michael tells Walt that this was his choice and not Brian's, which good dad yeah good dad but also like it makes sense why walt is so resentful of him he basically says like brian loves you very much and like wants you this
0: was can i play my favorite reveal of this entire episode yes and you know you still have your dog but vincent isn't mine he's brian's they took this man's dog. Well, oh, yeah, wait.
1: Did what? Michael say, or did Brian? I just assume no. that Brian said that.
0: No, if you look, it's very clear that, um, what's his name? Harold Perrineau, that plays Michael, um, Walt says that. It's not my dog. And Michael goes, uh, Brian... Brian said you could have it. Like, he does, he oh. does, like, a, I'm making this up on the spot. Oh love. my
1: God. I love that. Because, fuck Brian. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, we're going to take your fucking dog. Yeah, Brian wants to have that dog. <laughs> fuck Brian. <laughs> That's so funny. I just assumed that Brian was like, just take the dog. I don't care. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, I love Michael. I love Michael so much. Back to present, Michael and Locke are climbing in the trees above. So they're climbing over the polar bear to get to Walt. Um, Michael asks Walt to throw him the knife, or sorry, Michael asks Locke to throw him the knife, which he then throws down to Walt. He says to him, if it comes near you, use it, which is cool because he's been trying to keep him from knives this whole time. (laughs) Um, They toss down a rope. Michael climbs down. He ties Walt to the rope, and then Locke pulls him up. Michael stabs the polar bear,
0: who then runs off. Something I never thought I'd see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michael climbs back up the tree. Walt says he's sorry, and he's worried about Vincent because he ran off. Locke says he found his way back to you once. He will again. We'll see. Later that night, Michael says he has a present for Walt since he likes to look at pictures. He gives him the box that the nanny gave to him, and then we learn that inside it is every card, every letter that he sent to him over the last eight years. So, Walt has never seen them. Susan has been keeping them from him. Yeah. Michael says she didn't throw them away, so something like somewhere in inside she wanted him to have them, which is a generous thing to say, in my opinion. <laughs> We then see the penguin with the sunburn card, and it's cute. Uh, We cut to Charlie, who's reading Claire's diary. It says something like, I really like Charlie, or Charlie (laughs) makes me feel safe. When did she write this? She writes in the diary every day. No, I know, but when did she write that? Because, I don't know, maybe she wrote
0: that, like, after the peanut butter thing. Yeah, they spent two or three days together, I would say, before they got snatched.
1: (laughs) But, like... By the point that, like, that they were kidnapped, I feel like she was kind of, like, feeling smothered by him.
0: Yeah, I guess this is a reveal that she likes him more than she was letting on. Yeah. Because she didn't indicate any of these things that she wrote in the diary. Yeah,
1: maybe she's just got a guard up. Um... He brings the diary over to Said and Jack because he saw something that made him stop. Said says, you're reading her diary? And Charlie says, I know I'm bloody scum. We know Said wants to hear the hot goss in that <laughs> diary. Know. His hand goes under his chin. Um, he points out that she dreamt about a black rock and that Danielle had said something about the science team returning from a black rock. I didn't remember that. Um, I don't think we saw that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's the triangle is what they, but I, all of the stuff with the triangle and like <laughs> Saeed's clues coming together totally went over my head, but maybe that's where Claire is and that's a big maybe, but it doesn't matter because we cut to Locke and Boone and Locke's got his whistle again. They hear a rustle in the bushes. We think maybe it's Vincent, maybe it's Ethan, maybe it's a polar bear, but it's Claire and she does not look good.
0: She does not. And that's it. It doesn't make sense to whisper call to a dog. Like either if you think it's the dog, then you call him, like you would call a dog, or if you're scared that it's not the dog, then you would stay quiet. There's no middle ground. Yeah. Like it's as if he's like, Vincent, and then the dog's gonna be like, Yeah, who is it? Who is that? Boone? <laughs> it's not how dogs work. Although we did we did really zoom in on this dog's facial expression. Yeah, this so, dog so. is not like normal dogs. Well, golly. Um, I wrote that the the dynamic of having had sex once is a very specific dynamic. I guess we don't know if it's happened more than once between Boone and Shannon. But, like, Mm. the people that you've had sex with only once and you still have to interact with, like, it's very different than zero times and multiple times. Yeah, that's (laughs) a
1: good point. (laughs)
0: That was really a lot. And then I was so alarmed at how like, cold and passionless he was in that scene um, when she's like, anyway, like, we should, we should build that raft. No oh, thanks. Like, I listened to it a hundred times because it was so... He called her bulimic and then he was like, no.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It had no... It wasn't angry. It wasn't casual. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure he's never said no to helping her before. Is the thing. I mean, he's called her a useless. Yes, but they made a point in the last episode that he's come running anytime she... She's in this episode yeah, says, okay. like, I want you to help me. And the whole last episode was that he always goes to her when mm. she asks him to help her. Yeah, I don't know. That outfit Michael wore in the first flashback at the baby store. Oh, my God.
1: The baby store where they mm. bought Walt? Yeah.
0: This actress, Tamara Taylor, who plays Susan... I'm a big fan of hers from the show Bones, where she plays Dr. Saroyan, another powerful, smart lady. (laughs) Boone with the dog and the waterfall behind them looked like an ad for something. (laughs) He looked like a model advertising something. We were heavy on the physical comedy with Charlie. Oh
1: my God, that went on for so long. It was that, like a a
0: play. It was like a silent movie. It felt like you could have a dronty piano tune. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, I think it was very well executed. No, me too. By Dominic Monahan. I, I just thought it was a crazy choice to be in the episode. Um, I couldn't believe that there is more than one Brian in Australia.
1: I know. <sighs> well, wait, is... Is Shannon's Brian Brian with a Y? I think so, but
0: that's watching the show. You—that's your answer, right there. Do that, um, God, Susan was only sick for a week, so Walt didn't even have time to prepare for the concept of the death of a parent. When yeah. this whole time I was imagining her having been like hospitalized and like you know dying of an illness, but that's so sudden,
1: yeah. And then he crashes on the... Right. He meets his dad for the first time. Crashes on a desert island. Listen, they had to be here. They had some shit to work out. Then he finds out that his mom kept all the letters from him. That, like, he's been growing up thinking that his dad didn't want anything to do with him. Right. That's...
0: Ugh. I'm just... I'm excited to see where their relationship goes that house in australia how much money do they have mm-hmm. that was palatial i liked on claire's packing list that she had jerky that <laughs> felt so australian to me it felt like i bet locke brought jerky for his walkabout oh my god i also where where she wrote gum it looked like gun <laughs> and i was like wow what a reveal <laughs> and then i was like oh wait no <laughs> This uh theatrical monologue that Michael performs early in the episode. Those seats, we took off the fuselage. They float, and we got an axe, and a whole bunch of trees. That felt like a he's such a theater actor. It strikes me every time, just the way he delivers it's so physical. Like everyone else just kind of talks like this, and then he's like, Someone's gotta help me. If you all wanna stay on this island, then whatever. <laughs> this episode has a ranking too. Yeah. And it's one of the bottoms. It's number 99 out of 118.
1: Why are my favorite episodes the ones that are the least ranked? What are your favorite ones? House of the Rising Sun. The last one. This was, one. Was, oh, oh. The last one was Hearts and Minds with Boone it's and Shattered.
0: Shannon. Okay, yeah. So people are rating low Jin and Sun backstory, um, Boone and Shannon backstory, and Michael and Wall backstory. Yeah. Um, I mean, is that indicative of people caring mostly about, like, the love triangle or the action of what's happening on the island? I don't know. Those episodes have action, too, though. Yeah. There's always something going on. RIP to Walt's mom, Susan, and Mm -hmm. RIP to the science team. RIP to that bird. (sighs) fuck.
1: And potentially RIP to that polar bear if he doesn't get that wound dressed.
0: (laughs) He goes to Jack. <laughs> There's a little bit of trivia. There wasn't very much. This is the first episode since Pilot Part Two to be centric to more than one character. I guess. Oh, Walton and, and Michael. Yeah, everyone since then has just been focused on one, supposedly. And then you, can <laughs> I took a picture of my computer for you. Because you can see a member of the crew in Susan's house. (gasps) Oh, my God. In that scene when Brian is touching her face. (laughs) There's a lady. Oh, my God. It looks like they're haunted. I love it. That's all the trivia. Do you know uh, who you're voting off? Because I didn't have anybody.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I know who I'm voting off, and it's Boone.
0: He's so scary now. Because he
1: is scary now. He is shaming Shannon for having an eating disorder. <laughs> and then... Oh, Yeah. 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 Uh, MVP on three? Three. Two. Three. One. Nanny. Said. The nanny is my MVP because yes. she um, really tied up that... Loose end for us about yeah. the letters. Like, can you imagine if if Walt went on thinking that Michael never wrote to him, yeah, and Walt went on wait, and Michael went on thinking that Walt that Walt just replied. never replied, and we have the nanny to thank for that.
0: I chose say because he's the one that's figuring the mysteries out. So. Yeah. Also, he took issue with Charlie reading Claire's diary. Yeah. He he. He was the one who said something about it. God, he's holding people accountable. Yeah, Sane is really compass. great. <laughs> he may not have a compass that points north <laughs> anymore, but he does have a moral compass. He has a defective literal compass and a perfectly <laughs> functioning moral compass. <laughs> Good night, everyone.
1: <laughs> oh, anything else? That's all I've got. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't. Um, I don't have anything else either. Fuck the IMDb users for low-ranking Asians and blacks. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. That's what I'm
0: taking from this. And women. I don't know about the food enchanted one. And And step-siblings Step-siblings
1: who like to...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck all y'all. It really
1: does start, like, every step... Do they... When... Before they have sex on that night, do they make any reference to them being step-siblings and
0: not related? I don't think so. No, she just says, I know you've always been in love with me. Oh, okay. So that was... We're talking about 2005, right? And by 2006 they were in a relation. Maggie and Ian. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, so I kind of spoiled the... um... Yeah, that
0: was so unlucky (laughs) that we managed that.
1: Anna texted me like... I don't know, a couple days ago, before we watched Hearts and Minds, saying like, ew, Shannon and Boone were doinking.
0: And I was like- And you said, ha ha reaction. Yeah. And then we went to bed. And then the next day you said, oh, did you watch episode 13? And I said, no, I'm not going to watch it until after we record 12 so I don't get confused. And you were like, Okay, and then later that night, like hours and hours later, the realization came crashing down on me of what had happened. (laughs) But it was right before, I couldn't believe that it happened right before we watched that episode of all the time. I know. The reason why it happened is because when Saeed and Shannon became a thing, I googled their ages because I'm concerned, and Uh when I googled Maggie Grace- one of the Google results said, um, like, Maggie Grace reacts to ex Ian Sommerhalder's engagement to Nikki Reed. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they hooked up in real life. So that's why I texted that to you. Because oh. that was how I found out. What was her reaction?
1: It was so it many It was years something, later. like, so amicable. <laughs> she
0: was like, I great. love that
1: shit. <laughs> I love, like, mundane gossip. <laughs> that's my shit.
0: Oh my god. But anyway, that's it. I don't have anything to say. Congratulations to Ian Somerhalder and Nikki Reed on their happy marriage. (laughs) And Maggie Grace is, I guess, shedding a single tear, according to Google. Over that one-year relationship 13 years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye.